0: Good
1: afternoon. It is August 15th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B. Hosted by Will Limonosa and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy?
0: What is going on, Will? I'm doing fantastic today. Last week we came in, we had taken a little bit of a break and I was excited. Football was so close. Well, funny thing, the way time works, we're even a week closer. Football, it's even closer now. The, uh, there are preseason games. I thought normally the preseason games were like Thursday. It feels like there's been one like at least like every day. If you're looking for a little bit of fake football, you can find it. Fantasy keepers are getting locked in. Draft orders are coming out, trying to figure out if I got paid for last year, how much I owe this year is happening. Uh, there's all these, all these stories coming out. So I'm just super excited to have just a, a packed episode filled with football. All football, all the time. We are so close. Um, I'm ready to go.
1: It is going to be a football-filled podcast. However, I think you are going to be disappointed by the choice of football words, I'll say. It is It is not a American football that we're going to talk about today. Today we have a guest. We don't do this often. I, has he been on before? I don't know if we've had him on before. It's our most recent champion, is, is how I'm going to reference. He wanted me to call him our champion. But I'm going to say our most recent champion, uh, Nate Bishop, brother of the podcast, longtime listener, first time on the air, I believe. Nate's going to talk about some football today. we got this big World Cup thing coming up. We never talk about it. We rarely ever talk about football or football, I suppose. I don't know. Are we going to call it soccer or football, Nate? What do you want to do with this podcast?
2: Well, thanks for having me, guys. I am your current champion, so I would say I am the champion. Uh, We're going to call (laughs) it soccer to keep it simpler for you two.
1: All right, so I'm not going to even bullshit you on this. We're just going to get right into it right now. We talk about close games all the time, close basketball games, close college football games, close everything, and there's certain things that we like about it. There's an intensity, there's players, there's rivalries, there's exciting plays, there's just things that intrigue us about these other sports. Sell us a little bit on some of the stuff that soccer is kind of, what do you like about soccer? Like, what makes a good game?
2: Yeah, so for me, it's kind of the atmosphere, of the moment of the game uh, kind of makes it, makes it much more enjoyable across the board. So, like you said in the opening, we do have the World Cup coming up. So anytime the U.S. is playing, it's just a heightened sense of intensity across the board. Um, But even regular season games, whether it's overseas in Europe or even here in the U.S., it's the rivalries that definitely make it a good game or a better game. Uh soccer is just always constantly moving so you never really know what's going to happen you can't really prepare for oh this games are going to be a blowout or this team's so much better than this team because there's a saying that can you do it on a cold windy day and that's kind of how soccer is is you never know what's going to happen
1: I do think with soccer, especially with the World Cup, you have the advantages of having not only very, very invested fan bases, but you also have very talented players. I think that's generally my little beef with college football is, yes, I think you get that exciting fan base, but you don't necessarily get the top premier talent that you do with the NFL. Now, Zach's a huge college football guy. Is that the only thing that's really great about college football? Is it the fan base or do you think it's something else? Otherwise, I think we're talking about the same sport here.
0: I think if you are going to compare college football to, to the NFL, that is one of the things that college football or college does have a huge advantage. I mean, you have, uh, you know, generations of fans that have been going to these games and going to these rivalries and there's just all, all the tradition to it, that the, the NFL, there's definitely pockets of it, but I don't think it's definitely uh, anywhere near the the same level.
1: Like. I don't understand why. I think it does matter when the World Cup, the U.S. team, we're 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 keeping an eye on it. I think U.S. women has has had far more success, and maybe we could touch a little bit on that later. But to me, it feels that other countries care about this so much more than we do. This is their main sport, their only sport that they're truly prioritizing. Why is it not as big a of a of a priority in the United States? Do you think, Nate? Do you think it's just that we have other sports, or what? What is the real reason that you think it is?
2: I. I truly believe that it's we have so many more options. As a kid growing up, you might start off playing soccer, but very early on, you're getting pulled in 10 different directions. Do you want to focus on basketball, baseball, football, tennis, golf? You kind of name it. Um, a guy that always comes to mind is Odell Beckham Jr. Arguably, re- not arguably, is a really good wide receiver was in the U S Olympics for soccer growing up in this developmental part for soccer, but chose football over soccer. So I think if with that, he just chose the more popular sport that most of his friends probably played or kind of where he saw more money potentially down the line. And if you look at England or Brazil, Germany, France, You kind of have soccer as the number one, and then maybe basketball, maybe like tennis. You don't have as many options as you do here in the States. I think another reason
1: there's a big difference between it is the way it's presented. I I, I don't know why it's not more common of a a TV-watching thing. I know there's not necessarily high-scoring games, but the idea of... You only get, what, three commercials a game here? We're not cutting out of the, the first half or the second half. We're The game's on. We're staying the game on. All right? There's no commercial break. Versus, I flip the page to football, American football, and there's a commercial every 10 seconds. Sometimes there's a commercial during the game before the next play even starts. <laughs> and and it, it's weird to me that yet college football makes so much money, and, and it's a sport where I guess they're just able to plug in more advertising. Do you think that is the true relation to the success, Zach, of, of college football, where there's just a ton of ads and that's why we're able to promote the hell out of it
0: i i think that it's so popular that you're able to have so many ads if 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 uh you were if you were getting, if you didn't really want to watch and commercials kept coming on when the commercial came on you'd flip over something else and you wouldn't flip back on but it's definitely it's exciting enough you've been gambling on it you have some sort of tie or for a reason to watch so you're you're going to stick around you're not you're not going to leave
1: I just think these sports are so similar in my mind here. It's just on an international level and in region level with the, the college football and I guess this World Cup thing coming up. All right, Nate. So big games coming up. World Cup is uh, in a couple months. What are we next month? What are we doing? September?
2: Uh it's in uh
1: mid mid November. Mid November. All right. See, I don't even know when this is coming up. But do I assume we know a, a decent idea of what teams are going to be in? Is are US men's in, or do we qualify? Do we know this kind of stuff yet?
2: Yeah, so we know the teams that are in. uh, We know when the U.S. are playing already. Uh, Just to kind of plug the U.S. right now, uh, probably one of the biggest games of the World Cup this year, the U.S. is actually a part of on November 25th, so Black Friday. So you're not going to have any NFL games on. You're going to get back from shopping and all that. (laughs) The U.S. is going to play England. I believe it's at 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. for you guys out there on the East Coast. Uh, so you don't really have an excuse that it's going to be on at 4 o'clock in the morning and you won't be able to watch it.
1: That will be an exciting way to kick things off uh, facing a. I, I, I'd call them a rival. I don't, are we good enough to have a rival? Like, does
2: the U.S. actually have a rival? Is, is Mexico the rival? Mexico is definitely a rival simply because we play them in every cup pretty much whether it's world cup qualifying or the gold cup or the CONCACAF cup but it's always U.S. versus England probably since the Revolutionary War I think we're still a rival with them
1: all right let's talk a little bit about some of the actual rules of the game here I, I feel like in college football they're constantly tweaking these overtime rules and, and even actual football I think they've, they've made some tweaks uh, what are the current rules for World Cup here? So if we were tied at the end of the game, which is common and likely, I think, in, in most matches here, what, what happens next at the end of the, the World Cup game?
2: So it kind of depends on in what stage we're in. If so, the World Cup starts off where we'll be in group stage. So there's four teams in a group. Those groups are already determined. The U.S. is in a group with England, like I said before, Wales and Iran. So, and if you win, you get three points. If you tie, you get one point. If you lose, you get zero points. Top two teams advance. Uh, so, in the group stages, a tie's a tie. I know it sucks. I don't really like ties either, but you have ties in the NFLs as well as X, So, you can't really argue ties that much with me. And then in the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals, it will go into two 15-minute halves. And then if it's still tied at the end of that, then you go with uh, probably the most exciting moments in sports, in my opinion, is uh, PKs. Um, And that's each team gets five kicks alternating. And if it's still tied, then it's kind of 1v1 with PKs. So I kick, then Will, your team kicks. I kick, your team kicks until one team misses pretty
1: much all right so we got we got some different rules per round Zach could you just imagine if we had different rules in each round of the NFL do you you think we'd actually get used to ties if they were as frequent happening as as they are in soccer or do you think we would we would just resent this until the end of time
0: well we've only allowed ties in the in the NFL pretty pretty recently and it doesn't doesn't happen very often I think we still are pretty much on the we'd like to have a uh, a winner please but I would even if it wasn't necessarily the, uh, the, 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 overtime rules, if it was just like any of the rules are just like, Oh, well round one, we're doing it this way. And in round two, there's actually no pass interference, but in round, you know, in the conference finals that comes back. But uh, now, you know, your, your kicker have to, has to kick with the opposite foot. It's just like, wait, what? <laughs> uh,
1: what well, I think one of the interesting things about soccer is the frequency that they play in these games. I think football, it's really challenging to get more than one game in a week. It's just grueling, I think, on the body to begin with. Nate, how often are these guys going to be playing games? Like, uh, are we getting a couple days off? Or I think it's it's pretty usual for these guys to play, maybe not back-to-back, but, you know, every other day or so.
2: Yeah, it'll probably – so, for the U.S., the first game's the 21st, the 25th, and the 29th. So, you kind of got four days off in between. Um, and that's probably what it is for pretty much every other team moving forward than later – Later stages, you'll get a little bit more break just to try to make the guys more fit and better games as the games get more intense and hopefully more people watching. All
1: right. Speaking about more people watching, what should people be watching for? What kind of players should we be looking for? Is there a specific team that's going to be especially entertaining or any last hurrah for coaches or players Like, like this is probably it?
2: Um. Going for the last hurrah and kind of the players to watch, to me, I'd probably put Messi and Ronaldo up there. Messi, I believe he's 36, 37. Ronaldo's about the same age. Uh, They're arguably the two greatest soccer players to have ever played the game. And with the World Cup happening every four years, it's – unless they kind of got that Tom Brady – fountain of youth this might be the last one of them at their highest peak before they kind of start slowing down a little bit but those two are kind of the old guards there's plenty other ones but those are going to be the two biggest names uh you got uh Neymar with Brazil Brazil's always entertaining uh Brazil is just becoming a better team and then Mbappe is a A 23-year-old kid from uh, France who kind of burst on the scene a couple years ago. But he's up there as one of the better players across the world. So he'll be fun to watch as well. Zach, have you heard of any of these names? Uh, I've heard of the
1: first two. All right. So we're we're not starting from nothing. You're at least somewhat of a a sports fan. Dare I say you're actually already a soccer fan. You've heard of two. (laughs) You take that back. Uh, what would you want to change about soccer if you could? Like, do you just want more scoring, or, or it's just not for you? Uh, Zach.
0: Um, see, I don't see what is your actual problem with soccer here. We're gonna, I'm gonna put you on the other on spot. The if, if there there'd be more more scoring, and if it was more physical, uh, maybe if uh, if they had sticks, and maybe if, like the ball was smaller, and you uh, you could hit people with the sticks, maybe something like that. You know, yeah, so it's still constantly moving, but uh, you know, I, probably for safety, you probably want some uh, some shoulder pads and uh, you know, probably like a helmet. But I, I think you know, what with just a, a couple couple tweaks. I think we can make it work. Are you not a fan of the continuous gameplay, though?
1: I I think that's just such a big attraction where it's, they just play. No, not They at just all. play, man. They just play. There's so many delays and stops. There's no flow. This is all flow. The entire sport is flow.
0: Eh, you say that, but. It's like there's there's continuous flow in uh, cross-country uh, skiing or in a marathon. It doesn't mean that I want to watch it for three and a half hours. Uh, but there's like not... The same thing happens over and over and over again, where with football, football is so exciting that they can only play it for about 10 to 15 seconds, and then you need a break. You need a 35-second break so you can just be like, whoa, what did I just watch? And to prepare you for the next play.
1: Yeah, 35-second th- break so that you can walk over to the next play. It, it's... <laughs> Like the, the, there's too many stops in that. I, I I agree that we could use some, and, and I think the sport might help from The one thing that's always weird for me with soccer games, what's what's the deal with substitutions? Like, why are coaches so committed to this? I I feel like I rarely see that, and you really only see the substitution when it's like desperation time. And if you ask me, is it just everyone's just so committed to their original strategy, or or what is it?
2: So before COVID, you were only allowed three subs per game. So as soon as you sub a guy out, he can no longer come back in the game and you can only sub two more guys. So if you sub three guys in the first 20 minutes and then your goalkeeper gets hurt, well, guess what? If you're a defender. Now you have to play goal, be a goalkeeper. So now they have five subs. Um, so now you might see a little bit more substitution, but that's pretty much the main reason is you're kind of, And if you do go into extra time, you're kind of hoping that you don't have to use one of your substitutions for an injury substitution. And it's, so it's not that they're gun hole on their original strategy. It's just, uh, what is the, uh, what is the
0: thinking behind that? Like where where that originated? Was it? Kind of the idea being, hey, this isn't supposed to be like hockey or like basketball where you have different lines and you have different guys. It's kind of like, hey, the guys that we came in with, this is who we're finishing with. Like you're supposed to play the the entire the
2: entire time, the entire 90, 90 plus minutes. I don't have a good answer for that. I haven't really ever was curious about how that started. <laughs> My guess was when they first created the rules, there was... 11 buddies playing against 11 other guys and you didn't have many other people to sub out. So you're kind of just stuck there. And then as the game got uh, more bigger and more popular, you kind of had more people playing and you still wanted to keep a hold of that. Only having the three subs, like I said, now after COVID, they've actually expanded that to five subs. So now you might see a little bit more substitutions and more kind of late game strategy or second half strategy come into play because you can kind of hold off that one sub for a big injury or something like that and not derail your entire team. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. this is how we're going to sell them on it. This is how we're going to hook them. What are the odds on the U S men's? You gotta make it gambling. There has to be some way. Is there any fantasy game within this that it just? I know there's sports betting for football or in soccer. I know that's 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 definitely a common thing. If anything, they they've been betting on on soccer way before sports betting's been legal over here on for anything.
0: Uh, what they have it right in the uh, right in the stadiums. They've had it for a long time. I
1: that's what we're getting to. They're, they're setting the blueprint, not us. Uh, but what what are the real odds for the U.S. men's here? Do, like you don't actually have to give me a number, but do we actually have a chance? Because I feel like every year we act like we do, but we really don't. All
2: right, I'll put I'll put my uh, Zach Bishop hat on and talk in terms that he might understand. <laughs> I would say that we're uh, like the uh, UCLA in 2021, where we have some expectations. We're in the playing game, and if we can kind of get through that, then we can make a lot of noise. Um, I don't. I I honestly believe this is not our year. This year we're still really young. Our top guys at 23, 22 years old and I I think we're going to use this year as our stepping stone. So in 4 years when the World Cup's in the US, will be all our top players will be in their prime, the 27, 28 year range kind of ready to make the claim to be in the world's best
1: that has to be one of the most incredibly frustrating things for any any team I, I feel like the U.S. specifically where we're, we're constantly in this rebuilding of trying to improve and improve and improve and yet you really only get to show up every four years it, it, it's, it's a lot of work for for one year and, and it's a lot of future planning and tweaks and all that I think we talk all the time on the podcast about how GMs they don't know how long their career is going to last and that they're making decisions so they can win today Every decision you make for for this is for four years from now. It just it's a lot of moving parts, and I understand the challenges of it. Uh, but hopefully, one of these years, you know, we can actually make some noise. It'd be great. It's always exciting when the U.S. is good. I think it it's so much more. It's just so so much more of an attraction. It's it's weird because I think U.S. women's has been very dominant, and I, I'm sure people enjoy watching that as much. But it would it would be so much more fun to have have the men finally have a a year of just being competitive at least. Uh, anything else you want to add for the people out there, Nate?
2: Uh, it's unfortunately with the, with the world cup being in Qatar this year, I know you guys talked about it a couple podcasts ago. Uh, they kind of change in everything where the world cups normally going on right now in the dull time of the sports world, at least here in the U S uh, but playing games when it's a hundred and so degrees outside, it's probably not the smartest choice. So it's gonna to be tough going up against the NFL, college football, college basketball, the NBA, but definitely try to find some time to watch it. The it's a it's gonna be on pretty much every single day. So throw it up on your background noise. You'll see some exciting stuff, you'll see some exciting plays. And it's just it's exciting because it's we're we're you gonna get Zach to play world a bet on this. watching.
1: We're going to get Zach to put some money on this. He's going to be forced to watch it in his background. He's like, Oh man, I don't, I don't talk me into all that money, but we're, we're going to, we're going to watch it drain, watch it go away, watch it win some money. Uh, anything else you want to ask Nate, Zach?
0: So you're saying you don't think that it, that this year is a, is is the year for, for, for America that basically we need some sort of crazy miracle run to, to even have a, have a chance, uh, are, are, is it gonna have like are we are we gonna is it gonna be any sort of bright spot or are we so young and so bad that like we're gonna turn that on at two o'clock and by like two thirty it's gonna be like yep you, Nate tried to talk me into this I tried to give it a fair shot but we're down two nothing our World Cup chances are over like where is the remote to get the college basketball uh, whatever game I can find the Ole Miss uh, Stanford game
2: yeah I wouldn't say that it's we're, we're not that bad. Our guys are still good. Uh, most of our guys are not playing in the MLS anymore. They're all playing over in Europe in the top levels there. Um, I believe this will be the World Cup where some of our guys that the U.S. touts is, hey, he's really good. The rest of the world will be like, oh, he's. they're actually good. They're They're making noise. They're on their way to becoming a top team. And I just think each year we've gotten better and better and our younger guys are kind of getting their feet more wet, playing with the top guys in the world, playing on the same teams as Messi's and Ronaldo's and all the top guys in the world. They're playing on those same teams. They're learning from them. They're becoming just better all-around players. And so I wouldn't say that we're just a bunch of young guys, but we're still young. 'Cause we didn't make it to the World Cup four years ago. So we don't have that experience of playing in the world's biggest tournament. Um All right. Okay. So that was my last
0: soccer question. But now my my last my last last question. You know, you don't get to get on the, the pod very often. You know, you you have to win the the March Madness bet. Or not the bet, we do the bet to win the, the whole tournament, but you did beat, you know, 100, 100 plus people. So, you know, wanna give you your platform. It is actual, you know, real football season coming up. So do you have any uh, expectations? What do you think, and what's your preview for uh, Boise State football this year? Whew, Boise
2: State? Oh, wasn't expecting that one to come out. But, no, I'm, a, I'm excited for where we're at. We had the new coach last year. Uh, he was a player at Boise. He was a defensive coordinator at Oregon. So it was his first year as a head coach coming off the COVID year. Not the most ideal Uh, position. I think we'll most, most likely win the Mountain West. Um, I'm hoping that we can probably get in one of the new year's six bowls, but in all honesty, we'll probably have to settle for the Vegas, some credit union Vegas bowl or whatever the name of it is this year. Uh, We lost our top playmaker. Uh, As a little dark horse for dynasty fantasy football. Khalil Shakir, Buffalo Bills' newest wide receiver. Definitely look out for him in dynasty modes or late rounds. All right. Well,
1: there you have it. You have our college basketball fantasy whatever-whatever champion here talking about two different sports. Uh, Only on this podcast. uh, Can you get that sort of content? (laughs) Uh, thank you Nate for joining us and best of luck next year again March Madness is our tournament we do that every year you can sign up it's free there's generally a pretty good reward some Amazon gift card stuff and then every now and then if you truly want to do it and have the confidence to jump on here with us uh, you're more than welcome to uh, but thanks Nate for all the updates on that maybe we'll tune back in when we get a little bit closer to the World Cup uh, I don't plan on talking any more Boise State football ever again. But you know, he managed to sneak that in there somehow. You know, you, you give Zach the reins for two seconds and you know, here we go. Call it college football podcast. Just shoving it down everyone. But uh thanks again and uh, hopefully we could do this again.
2: Thank you guys and enjoy the rest of the pod. Listen to you guys later.
1: All right. We're gonna later. do our we're gonna do our best to kind of transition into a couple other things. Uh we don't always have an interview so I don't know how exactly how you're supposed to do this. I feel like guys on the radio manage this so much better than I'm about to. But let's talk a little bit of an update on a quick little Bill Russell thing. I think last week we talked about the passing of it. It happened during our break. And then this week they had announced that they are going to retire Bill Russell's number across the platform. Uh, and it's a little weird, the grandfathered in thing. I think that's kind of strange. Uh, overall I I think it's a great gesture and I understand why we're doing it and the the meaning behind it the grandfather didn't think just a little strange and I think it's a little strange to ask somebody who already had a number prior to this to say you can't have that number anymore not entirely sure what the right thing to do here is but overall a nice gesture for Russell and and I'll ask you Zach do you think LeBron who is currently wearing number six will continue to do that or is this something he's gonna have to think over
0: I think he's gonna change it I he, he he started off with, with with 23 and and he changed it and i think uh LeBron just he's he, you know he's, he's 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 in his 30s so it's not like he's, he's a young guy and you know you just kind of you you don't have as much life experience where I think he kind of knows if he wanted to he could keep wearing it and it'd be fine but he's gonna get some questions on it and just he can kind of take the uh the, the higher road and just say hey you know what I think that Bill Russell was great for the league. You could do a whole thing and say, like, I'm going to change my number to this. can have a whole good reason for that and can turn this into just a real positive, just easy win for himself. So I think that he's just going to take the softball. He's going to crush it.
1: You know, I'm just saying that because as a podcast, you're supposed to argue these sort of things. But couldn't you argue he's just changing it for all the money he's about to make of making a new uniform and another new team and blah, 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 of all that? Like, this is... You know, I'm showing my respect to Boston by just putting an extra check in the back of my pocket for a whole bunch of new uniforms I can sell.
0: Now, you say that, but I I don't know if a player specifically gets the money from their jersey. I do know it does count as NBA revenue, so it does go to the players, but I don't know if, like, like LeBron gets a larger percentage of his jerseys. I think it just might be, okay, he changed it and the, you know, the Lakers will make more money but the Lakers are going to be in the tax. So it really means that it's going to get distributed down to the other teams. So (laughs) I I totally get the angle you're coming from is the, the, Oh yeah, I'll do this. You know, as I'm just, you know, make, make my money. But LeBron's making so much money in so many other areas that I I don't think this is going to be one of the ones that he really, uh, really is able to capitalize on.
1: Yeah. Well, beyond just the the finances of it, I think at this point in LeBron's career, being that relevant of being that high of a Jersey seller might actually mean something a little bit more than, whatever other stat records he's chasing at this point having that sort of relevance again I, th- I think that would just be a real feel-good win for lebron not that he needs it but i think it'd be hard to turn down it, it's a good look like you said and then being on top of the jersey sales one more time and it, like it's 2003 all over again you know yeah i think that's a good look for him uh we'll see how it ends up happening well we don't really have a whole lot of nba talk beyond uh do you want to talk the christmas game schedules i mean does it does it really matter at this point i don't like that we're the first game i thought that was toronto's spot <laughs> that's that's sorry Toronto that's never fair <laughs> well, well Zach's gonna take a break uh, apparently he's hanging out with Nate way too much here uh, I don't really have a whole lot of interest in talking about some Christmas games so we're gonna talk some actual football it's coming up around the corner last week we did uh, two NFL divisions and this week we we're gonna do the NFL South of which if we can keep Zach on the line long enough we're gonna talk uh, his rankings of the NFL South teams you want, you want to kick it off with somebody here, or who, who do you got number one here? Are
0: uh, we starting with the, uh, the the AFC or the NFC? I was going to let you
1: start with whatever one, because I can't tell what you've heard and haven't heard at this point.
0: Let's go with the, uh, the AFC.
1: All right, so in the AFC, that is the Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, and Tennessee Titans, and Jacksonville Jaguars. A couple changes throughout this uh, division here and there. We get a big Deshaun Watson from Texas. Getting moved over, and that's a whole story that's not so fun to talk about. That doesn't seem like it's entirely over yet either. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts—they get a new quarterback. Uh, Did you see he he
0: played? He started in uh, in the preseason game.
1: I, I no, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not really. I, it's fun that there's football on, but I've watched some of these football games. It's barely football. It's it's just bad football, and I get why they're playing oh. it. They're getting it to kind of work it all out. It's 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 all right. You know They look like a bunch of guys that have never played together before, and that's probably what they should look like in a preseason game.
0: No, it just – I mean, that's kind of how it always is. And even more and more, it's less of the the actual guys playing, especially in the, the first couple of games and really just like that third game. But I, I was surprised as it got closer that it came out. Deshaun Watson was going to start, and then it actually followed through, and he did. And you know, got a bunch of a bunch of it was on the road at I think it was at Carolina, I don't know if it was at Carolina or at Jacksonville. Uh, but he definitely got, got booed. There was some some chance uh, against him. But it's just one of those super weird things that happens in the in sports where, okay, this guy's been suspended, but those are just regular games. But you can still play in preseason games. And I get like preseason games that you know, they don't count, but just odd of well when this is for real he's not going to be able to play and with his situation even being more bizarre of well he's suspended for six games but there's an appeal and it might be the whole season if not more or maybe different i don't know so it was just just an odd one i wanted, wanted to see if, uh, if you, you'd come across that
1: i it, it's it's a it's an infrequent occurrence and i'm happy that it is infrequent because it's not it's, it's weird to talk about like you said it's like so is this guy is he a bad guy is he not a good guy? he's still on our team we, we were aware of the punishments of it, but he's still on the team, and he, he it's, it's somehow beneficial, if I guess, to have him play now. I'm not sure he's going to play again, so I, I think that's one of the reasons that he is trying to push to get some playing in this year. He, doesn't, he didn't play last year either, right? He's, he's hurt.
0: No. So it's, no, it's yeah, been yeah, a... No, he didn't play. It. So it makes sense from the Browns' standpoint. of just like, hey, we should get him like some reps out there.
1: All right, just continuing a little recap, AFC South, so we have that news in Texas. Uh, they're pretty much doing everything to not be relevant this year that they possibly could be. They did get some de- decent trade return, but it's it's going to be a while before, I think we're saying, the Houston Texans are competing for anything, really. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, they changed things up. They're adding Matt Ryan over there, which is an interesting tweak. If you recall, Indianapolis had arguably one of the worst ways to ever end a season, where I believe... They had the entire control of just winning the last game of the season and they were in, and instead they lost and a whole bunch of other things had to go wrong and, to, to make them completely eliminated. So arguably a good team that kind of just had a really bad last day. And be curious to see how they, uh, they bounce back this year. Uh, I think Matt Ryan is an upgrade. I'm not sure how much of an upgrade. You think it's an upgrade enough to talk about on the podcast? You got a take on it?
0: He has not been great in – uh in, in atlanta the past uh, couple of years but he is what i'm call a, a competent quarterback and i'm wondering if just the change of scenery helps him where when you see him you know falcons jerseys like went to the went to the super bowl like <laughs> three quarters of the way through that was going to be a super bowl champion and you know he wins that you know it's a little bit different light but it's like oh, okay awesome awesome quarterback where when you see him in the same uniform and he's not at that level it's just oh this guy's terrible like you just you know, get to get him out. But now, if he's in a new uniform, you know you're comparing him to the guy wearing the uniform before him, or you know a couple guys before him, and it's just he, he doesn't have to be Super Bowl elite, best in the league. He just has to be not terrible. So I do think it's a it's an upgrade. It will be interesting just seeing him in a in a different uniform. You know, he's played his whole career on the on the Falcons, and now you know there's there, there's a few of those guys this year that's just well. This looks this looks weird, and it'll be interesting once 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 you turn it on. Of just oh, wait, it's not Andrew Luck. No, it hasn't been Andrew Luck for a while. Like, who 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 we got here?
1: <laughs> yeah, he is going to look a tall guy out there, and I'm I'm excited for him. I, I actually think this is this is going to be my first pick for uh, the AFC. I think they're going to win the AFC South, and and I don't actually think it's going to even be remotely close. I, I'm not sure what to put together with the Tennessee Titans. I feel like that window is shrinking a little bit. I, just, I like the ground game with Taylor in, in, in Indianapolis. I, I think Matt Ryan's a very good fit. I think there's some good, talented receivers out there uh, on this team beyond uh, just Pittman. I think Pittman's really good. I, they got a couple tight ends I've, I've seen in the past and even had on my fantasy team here and there. And I think there's a, this is a team that really should have been better last year, and I think we're looking at it based on the disappointment of last year. a lot more. I'm taking a lot of the good stuff from last year and mixing it in with some improved quarterback play. I, I like this. I like this team. I think this team is going to be competitive this year, and I don't think the other teams in this division are going to be fantastic either. I'd say Tennessee, the next uh, big team here, that's, you know we're going to try and run it back with Henry, and uh, I, I, it's fine. It just there's never anything really fearful about this team. I mean Henry, I would never say that to his face, but you know the, <laughs> the the results of the wins don't necessarily translate to the dominance of his play, and and I think that's concerning. And I think some of some part of me thinks some of the league has figured this team out and they won't be as sneaky as they have been in the past. I mean, look at the, the weaknesses of the past. I mean, the Texans have been questionable. The Colts have been questionable and Jacksonville has been awful. So really Tennessee has kind of been skating on a weaker division. And I think this year the Colts are, are going to take that advantage to themselves. So I will have them at uh number two for mine. Uh, who did you have at one? Uh, same as you so far. Same as me. All right. So no real well, surprise. I, I, I
0: would say where you said it wasn't going to be uh particularly close I think that the the Colts are ahead, but I I wouldn't throw the uh, the Titans too too far behind.
1: Well, now you got the not so fun part of picking between the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Two of which, I mean, if you get this one wrong, it's not going to matter because it's a difference between bad A and bad B. All right, this is this isn't <laughs> this isn't anything nice to say. I, I do think Jacksonville will be far superior with some less coaching dramas and hopefully just one more year underneath the rookie there. Uh, I, I'm blanking on the name. This is bad. I got to get. Trevor I, fo- I got to get back in football shape, man. My mind, and then just trying to wing a whole soccer thing for a half hour. Like you're, you're <laughs> really, you're really milking me here. And then some college football stuff mixed in. Uh, you're, yeah. Um, I, I, my mind is being used to it, the full advantage here, full capacity. Uh, I, I think Jacksonville will be better this year. I think Houston is going to try and be bad, and and that's my only reasoning for for putting them at three and Houston at four. Is I think Jacksonville is actually going to try and be good, even if they're not.
0: I think they, they have Trevor Lawrence coming into his second year. He's, he had success in, in, in college. It's obviously different in the NFL, but I am not willing to, to give up on him. And I think this could be something that if you get a young quarterback that can figure it out, that, that, that could be exciting. And that can encourage people, even if it's just a 500 record. So I think just the expectations for them, uh, we'll make it so they just need a little bit of momentum and they will be much better than the, uh, than the Texans, which I, I agree. They uh, are, are running out kind of a, the, also a, uh, a sophomore quarterback, but it's like a little bit different of a, of a situation.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think I, I'm not going to say Trevor Lawrence is a bad player. I think they're just a bad team. Uh, and I think that we're going to be saying that maybe for a couple more years, but hopefully maybe this could be the year. And if, if they are going to be good, I mean, he's going to be a main reason why. So I, I, I wish them luck. I just, some of these young quarterbacks they roll out there with the teams around them it's like there's just there's no way this is ever going to work this guy's just on a suicide mission out there you're just hoping he survives and that the team can build over a year and he doesn't get injured that bad like, like look at Andrew Luck they, they kept saying like oh well just how hopefully he'll survive and the team will just get better the year after and then by the time the team's good he's got nothing no he's got <laughs> nothing I left he doesn't want to play he doesn't want to play anymore he can't even take one more hit to the head so i, I worry about you know big high draft picks like this where you know Lawrence has such a high expectation and he truly was a fantastic college uh, player as well That it's just it's it's not easy to do this is this is hard to do there's a lot of other teams that have been doing it for a really long time we're going to talk about the NFC south right now with a quarterback who's still going in Tom Brady uh, anything else you want to add over there I'm just going to go into the, the NFC south I'll
0: set all right' so all set
1: Tom Brady still going retired unretired, n- new coach Arguably, maybe the only reason he came back is they got rid of the other coach. I don't know, that's, a, that's a weird situation. But the other shakeup of this is not only is Brady still playing, but New Orleans doesn't have their head coach anymore. I believe Sean Payton is no longer there. That's kind of a strange situation. Atlanta doesn't have Matt Ryan anymore. Carolina may or may not have uh, McCaffrey. I'm not sure if that's even a, r- a possibility. I mean, are you keeping him this year? Are you buying in on McCaffrey finally staying healthy?
0: McCaffrey is not going to hurt me three years in a row. McCaffrey's gonna be awesome, but I did have to pick between McCaffrey and Eckler. All the rankings I'm seeing, they're pretty similar. It seems like they're giving a little bit of shade to McCaffrey and I've had him the uh, the past two years, and both years has gotten hurt pretty early on. But when he is on, he is a lot of fun. Uh, I-, I am a little scared though, because after I-, I locked him in as my keeper, I just kind of like thought about his name. And then kind of got like a little bit of a, I hope it's not a premonition. I hope it's just like more of a flashback of Christian McCaffrey, like her Christian McCaffrey out for the season in this like real pit in my stomach that happened. Like it, 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 I should not have this bad of a feeling about a fantasy football possible scenario. So he's allegedly all healthy, all systems go, uh, but I would be lying to you if I told you I wasn't nervous. You
1: know, outside of Tampa, who has had some recent success here. It's you know, All right, so Tampa at one. I don't think anyone's arguing against that. But I think the next three, it's uh, it's a little dicey. I think we have some competitive teams here that have some fight in them. But it's really hard to predict. I mean, is Jameis going to be able to put it together? Is McCaffrey going to stay healthy? Are the Falcons going to be somehow better without Matt Ryan? That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. So I, I'm kind of putting them a little down. I, I guess I'm betting more on Jameis being just okay and and McCaffrey being injured and not really getting I mean what
0: do they got Sam who's gonna be the starter for the Panthers I have
1: no idea the the quarterback I was just gonna ask you that I don't know who's gonna be going for them so I don't even know if it's gonna matter that much for McCaffrey it ends up being a rebuilding year for for whoever they end up putting in there I I, I'm not I'm not as sold on that so I guess I'm going with New Orleans too seems a little strange of putting that kind of confidence in Jameis without the coaching now it also seems weird that the I don't know the whole the whole, whole, whole division's weird. Like Tampa could easily just be really old and struggle this whole year too. But if they just get in, they'll be relevant. So I I don't know. That's crazy to think it, that they're just gonna dominate this whole thing either. I could see them struggling throughout the regular season because nothing matters in the regular season. They just gotta get to the playoffs. That's all that the team should really care about this year. Get healthy and get into the playoffs. Uh, Do you
0: have any concerns that Tom Brady is not at training camp right now and that he's taking a uh I don't know exactly what it's called but he's he's just gone for for 10 days dealing with uh with some personal matters.
1: Do you think Tom Brady isn't going to be prepared for this season?
0: Oh, I think he's going to be very prepared. All
1: right, do you think it's going to change at all whether he's there or not there that do you think he's going to be any less prepared on day 1 because of this?
0: The only thing I can see is maybe there's some resentment from some of the guys that it's just hey, yep, yeah, we get that you are multi-time Super Bowl champion greatest and everything but like hey come on like everybody else is showing up to work you you can show up to work even if you're not you're going through all the drills and doing all the things
1: Like he he's capable of winning over his teammates he'll show how much work he's willing to put in and that he's been doing this a while all right he's really been doing this a long time no one else in the league is going to be able to do it as long as he's doing it so you know i i guess i guess you get some perks of lasting this long it, it, if you win that many times too it's not even just playing this many games it's being successful this many times you get a little bit of a pass. I'm a little worried about the the new coach situation here. It does seem like there was some friction in the past year between Brady and some some uh, coaching staff here. So I don't know if that's all fixed now or if it's just this is just not what I wanted last year. Just give me anything but that. So like I don't know if this is gonna be a, the best marriage either for for Brady. So I'm curious to see if that blows up into something. Uh, I think
0: that uh, um, either retiring or. Like, say you're going to retire i think that might be the new new hot thing i saw earlier today that uh, there's rumors that uh, durant is more likely to retire kevin durant is more likely to retire than to play for for brooklyn again so it seems like it's a it's quite the strategy that uh athletes are using now just like hey, I'll, I'll just retire i'll just take my ball and I'll go home
1: i mean isn't that the dream to just be that good at your job to say i don't even want it anymore i don't even want to do it i don't have to yeah, do this don't,
0: don't, i don't even want to be here yeah
1: I'm I'm that cool. I'm that good. I, ball ball is not life. I'll tell you that ball is not life for that player. That is that is not true. All right, anyone who's out going there, and showing up to their weekly hoops every week, ball is life for you. Way more than it ever will be for Kevin Durant, and it's infuriating to all of us because we all wish we could do what he can do, and he he's it's just not as important to him. Obviously, his other priorities, and that's fine. It's just it's it's man. Durant is going to look back at his career, and, and maybe it's just not going to age well. All of these decisions are going to add up to a really weird expectation and story of, of, like, would you tell your whatever future generation about Kevin Durant? I, I just wonder what the stories are going to be. You know, I like, guess I don't think it's going to be like a Dr. J story where there was like, yeah, he was an ambassador for the league. He was awesome for the players. Everyone really loves him. He's still relevant to today. It, it's not going to be like that. It's it's going to be a weird story of, well, he played for a lot of teams. He, you know, he was kind of good for this, and then he's just this happened, and then that happened, and nobody's nobody's gonna have this many weird stories about their career. Uh,
0: but right. I I wonder how much though. You say uh, you know you talk about Dr. J. You talk about the you know kind of the, the, the much older guard where once they left basketball, it, they're they're around once in a while, and you can find them on well nowadays like on YouTube clips and stuff. But you know it was it was hard to find them. Kevin Durant, active player in the NBA, active Twitter user. So once he retires, it's not, well, maybe he'll go on TNT or maybe he'll do this. He could be as much in the public image as he wants to be. So I think that it might not be, hey, I'm going to have to tell future generations about Kevin Durant. I think they just might find out about Kevin Durant. He's going to craft whatever narrative he wants. (laughs) He can be just arguing with people as he's doing now and just posting, hey, you didn't think I was that good? Check out this game. Or this one, or this one. Check out this playoff run. <laughs> here, here, here's a picture of a uh, you know, of, of my rings. You know, haha. You know, just having a great time trolling people on the internet.
1: So, are you saying like forty year old Durant is gonna be playing in Italy somewhere and just loving life? Just never practices. I
0: don't, I don't know if he'll be, be playing playing in Italy. I, I feel like a lot of these guys at, at that level, like, they 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 got to do it at the highest level. They're not looking to be the big man somewhere else. So. I don't know. Maybe he plays in the, a pro am or something. But I think I, I, I don't know if I don't think he needs to be active on the court. I think he'll still just be active off the court.
1: I, I just think like 40 year old Durant, if he wants to play with uh, you know DeAndre Jordan still, he's gonna have to go overseas. There's no other team that's gonna let him get away with this at certain points. And I wonder how much value he's gonna put into the control that he's had as a successful player. And he's just gonna lose that year by year. He might even lose it after this year. I mean, even these trade assets right now are, are ridiculous. I think the biggest challenge that he has is is he's such a good player that whatever they, whatever the other team gives up to get him isn't going to be that good of a team anymore. He's not going to want to play for that team if they give up half the team to get him, and now they're not a playoff team without all those players they gave up. So it's, it's really an impossible situation where he wants to be moved to a team that's going to still remain competitive. And the Nets have every right to say, look, you signed a four-year deal, you're here. And we we have the right to you know obtain something of value. If he wants to retire, that's fine. I'm gonna wait until the right trade comes, and I'm telling you right now, it is not gonna be Boston. All right, Boston wants nothing. If he's threatening retirement, why the hell is why is anyone gonna give up anything for him too? So this just makes the situation worse, if you ask me. He's gonna play in Brooklyn. He's not gonna get traded. Is he? Is he gonna play I, I, in Brooklyn, or he's I, gonna retire? He's not gonna. Play I, for I think that's team. why
0: it's it's a, it's gone so quiet. Where it, it kind of came up, and it was just like, "Oh, like this might happen this week." And then there's just been it, both. It seems like both sides have said we're going to stick with what what we said before. where we haven't changed, but you know, there's there's no actual movement.
1: There's a lot of backtracking on a lot of news in this too. The whole Kyrie saying, "Oh, I got no problem with, with Marks and Nash. Like I, I I love these guys. I think I think I chose that I wanted this guy in this position. Like it's just we're just we're walking backwards. You're taking everything back. You know, just hit reverse on it. Rewind it all." This is- Nothing happened this summer. Everybody's going to be all fine by October. (laughs) Uh, All right, so let's get back to the the NFC South because it's far more entertaining than than anything Kevin Durant (laughs) and Kyrie have going on. But we got Tampa at number one. I got New Orleans at two. I'm going to go Carolina three and Atlanta four. I don't feel good about those last three. I could see that completely getting shaken up and going any other direction. I'm curious to see if you match with me,
0: though. What, What do you got? Definitely Tampa number one, uh, like uh, way way ahead of uh, of any, anybody else. But then yeah, I'm also going yeah the same order uh, Saints, Panthers, and, and Falcons and Falcons similar to the Texans of much farther down the line because it's similar to, uh, to to last week we were talking about the, uh, the the West teams and you go and look at the quarterbacks and it's Marcus Mariota. Well, he was he was good. Oh, that's right. He was good like a while ago and then seemed like he was going to be out of the league and he has like a little bit of a spark, but oof, like this doesn't, uh, this doesn't seem great. Yeah. All uh, right. Anything else? Yeah, Who was the, the Jets quarterback we were talking about last week? He played for the Jets like 10 years ago.
1: Last week. Uh, I saw Flutie win the cornhole thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I wish Nate was here. He listens to the show. You should
0: ask him. Yeah, man.
1: He's probably saying I'll it out loud it. too, listening to this. He's like, it's this. You you at his came yeah, over last idiot. week, it was seven days ago.
0: Idiot, yeah, you were oh, it was the team that you were like more excited about. And then I was like, Well, hey, do you know who they're running out there?
1: Oh, I had Arizona I had the Seahawks, uh that that's who it was. Uh, I had the Seahawks uh, uh, over um Oh, Gino over Smith. I had Gino over uh, over Murray in uh, in Arizona. That's what it was.
0: Yeah, Gino Smith.
1: He's got a great coach. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> all right. Anything else you want to talk about in this division here? Otherwise, uh, I'm gonna move on to our our closing record breaking topic here.
2: All right, go for it. Uh,
1: apparently, there's three men that were able to visit all 50 United States. In five days. Now, I ask you, where is the Hawaii, like Alaska? Like Those are the questions I have. Do you have details on this?
0: Yes. Like, so this is three buddies. They're from, well, two of them are from Austin, Texas. One of them is from, uh, from Minneapolis, and they start in Vermont. I don't even know how you. I guess you know you can fly into into Bradley, drive up there, and I guess I guess technically you can start this when whenever you want. I, I but, imagine
1: they would start in Hawaii or Alaska though, because if they're trying to do this in five days, like are they just going for the record or are they actually doing stuff in all these states?
0: No, they're going for the record. So they did it in five days, thirteen hours, ten minutes, uh, and they beat the the previous record. Uh, which was all 50 states in five days, 16 hours, 20 minutes. I mean, you drove, you drove across country, so you got an idea of th- this is not, hey, we're going to stop here and we're going to have a good time here. This is you are constantly in the car. And I got to imagine that they, they they didn't stop. Like, they're sleeping in the car. You are stopping for gas, and everything is like, you know, why you're stopping for gas, people are going to the bathroom, people are getting food, and you, you are rushing. So they start in Vermont. They do the car, then they switch to the air travel to get to uh, to Alaska and Hawaii. But my question for you is, is this something you'd be interested in?
1: All right, I have, a, I have a weird answer. This is something I think I could do, but I have no interest in doing it. But I think I could do it. I, just, I, I could do it. I, I would brag about doing it, and it wouldn't even be fun to do because I wouldn't even enjoy any of these places. But I, I can say I did it. Is, is that is that worth it? It doesn't sound worth it to me, but I think I could do it. I don't really have any interest in doing it. Does that, does that answer your question? I don't know if that helps. I mean,
0: you, you got to line it up correctly. It was something I think I would have been interested in when, when, when I was younger, but now when you kind of see it, it's just like, this is just going to be an absolute grind for a week. Like, it's not going to be a, a, I don't think like a super enjoyable. You're going to be in a smelly car after the first two days and you're not going to get enough sleep. You're just going to kind of be ornery. And I, 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 I still, I kind of like a, you know, just I think everyone in America, maybe I just think so, kind of has an interest in seeing all 50 states. But I, I don't think I'd want to do it this way of just, all right, all right, yeah, I saw all 50 states. Like, I was in, you know, some of them for 30 seconds. Like, all right, nope, we're, we're going. No no stopping.
1: Man, I wouldn't even want to do Hawaii and Alaska in five days. I wouldn't even want to do two states in one, in one go at this. I, I wouldn't. I I'd so much rather do anything else. Now the road tripping part about this, adding somebody else to the mix is a, it, that that's not gonna fly with me. I like I like going on my own pace, so I'm already out on that. It, it, there's no way I could do it on my own either. It's, I mean I, I could. Get but- your
0: own pace is as fast as possible, because I got to. Matt, you're doing the, the driving first, and you want to break the record, so you know like, we have to be at whatever you know at LAX at this time, ready to get on a plane. And if there's any sort of delay or anything like we're screwed like we're not going to make it
1: all right well you want the record for me I, I got from san diego to williamstown massachusetts in 51 hours and two of the hours were spent watching the jordan documentary so that take that that's two days there from one end to the other
0: and so you seem like you actually have uh you know much more uh relevant experience than most people
1: yeah it was a less fortunate experience i'm sure i've told this on the podcast where I made the trip from San Diego to Denver. It's an awesome trip. I actually r- highly recommend it. It's like a 16 hour, 15 hour, probably around 15 hours, I think, maybe 16, something like that. I don't remember. It's, it's a nice, it's a nice drive though. You go through a whole bunch of different areas. I mean, between going through the desert area and then you start seeing some mountains and some snows on the back end. It's a really cool ride that you, you, I started on the beach, I saw deserts and then I saw like mountain high tops and veil over there. It was crazy. It's like all, all the same day. Uh, I had planned on, this is peak COVID time. So I, I didn't book hotels or I didn't want to stay anywhere. One, I wasn't sure if they were going to allow me to stay anywhere. Cause I'd been traveling. And two, I didn't know if I felt great about staying anywhere. Cause I was going to continue to travel. So I couldn't afford to get sick. So we're, we're, we're just, we're sleeping in the car. I don't know if you know this Walmart's fair game, sleep in the parking lot. It's, uh, it's still kind of at your own risk, but they, they leave the lights on all night. And I, I suppose it's safe. You'll see a lot of truckers doing this fairly regularly. Um, I don't know if that adds to the comfort or decreases from the comfort level, but either way, I get there on my first night. I, I've already been in the car for 16 hours, and I'm planning on crashing at this Walmart in Denver. And, man, I, I swear the second I close my eyes, this street sweeper, and not even like the street sweeper of the streets, the street sweeper of the parking lot just starts going up and down the aisles. And it's it's probably about 15 minutes away before it gets to my car, but it's just getting louder and louder. In closer and and finally I'm like this is an awful way to relax so I just get back in the car and start driving and I just this is how I made up massive times I basically drive I, I sleep for like an hour there and I drive for like another six hours so I, I kind of bang out like 20 hours out of 21 hours not a healthy way to go for it but it is <laughs> it is doable and it was a little bit easier to travel without any tolls because nobody was working to collect these tolls. And nobody is on the road because everyone's told to be off the road and be at home, so no traffic. I'm, I'm just cruising the whole way. It's it's very very smooth on that aspect of it. But man, five five days for fifty states. <laughs> I, I'd I'd much rather do a marathon of, of one end to the other. At least then it's productive of what I got from here to there versus just driving aimlessly through everything. Just not not a really enjoyable way to to do it. I mean, can you think of th- two other people you'd want to be in the car and do this with as well? I-, I can't think of two people I'd want to be trapped in a car with for five days just cruising.
0: <laughs> you all have to be just totally on board with it, and I, I don't even know how you practice this because it's almost like you're better off not practicing it. But like, you gotta have similar snacks, you gotta have similar uh, some music preferences. But I mean after eight hours of listening to music, it's like, we listen to to, to something else and making sure you're, you're podcast or listening to a, to a, a book or you, I, it's, I think it's tricky to get everybody on the, on the same page. And like I said, everyone after a couple of days is not going to get quality sleep. So I think everyone's going to get real, uh, real ornery real fast. So it's got to really be, you really have to focus on the, on the, the prize at the end, which there really is no prize.
1: Wait a minute. We're talking about practice, not a game practice
0: practice
1: practice well this is probably one of our better midsummer. it's still it's i guess summer's not really or whatever it's mid i'm calling it mid off-season uh podcast you generally don't get this much content so hopefully you enjoyed the soccer stuff i promise that'll be an every four years thing uh, maybe even less frequent but we'll, we'll see you maybe, maybe we we'll become a, a soccer podcast here you know the, i hear there's a lot of fans in there uh, you know maybe more fans than we got
0: maybe some of our listeners will step up that are actual college basketball fans and win so we don't have to deal with uh with Nate again
1: you know I was gonna try and make this podcast I think you did great
0: though I think you did a good job that's turkey to just come on
1: it's it's not easy it's not e- especially when you're just left in the dark on the other side like I, I feel like I have somewhat of an advantage and it, I mean it's a disadvantage of driving the ship like I have here but I, I have control of everything it's at least some comfort versus you're just on the other side. You're, you're getting to say whatever I line you up to say. Like that, that's what you got. Uh, but either way, that was fun. We'll, we'll maybe do some more stuff like that. And football, man, it's getting closer. We're getting closer. Dare I say, we may even talk some Patriots stuff next week.
0: Oh, man too soon i like
1: it yeah we're getting there we're getting there mac jones he's looking good getting in shape oh Uh, i don't a
0: little little mac attack
1: oh man it's it's it's, uh it's coming up soon we'll be back next week we're gonna try to keep the monday schedule going uh thank you nate for coming on thank you for everyone listening if you have some interest in coming on uh contact nat he yeah contact nate or zach they're they're the booking agents for the podcast so uh don't (laughs) don't ask me uh We'll find something. We'll find something. Uh, We'll be back next week. Anything you want to add for the people out there? Go Pats. Go Pats. Column a, a, little column B.